It's tough to explain, but I don't think people understand. You know, the league give them a lot of credit. They've done the best job they can. Everyone is handling it as best we can. We love hockey, we want to be around the game. I am fired up, I just cannot wait. Let's drop the puck. Sit back and enjoy this one. Look at that! Are you watching this? Fires, score! Rebound, on another save! Beautiful move, he walks in and he scores! This game means so much to so many people. It's their way to show their emotion. It's a distraction that a lot of people need. SFHL Off Ice Report. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back. Oh, oh, yeah, man, how you doing? On, you good? On, I know you like yeah, that. Yeah, I know oh, you like that. How long you been back, man? Guys, gals, non-binary pals, welcome back to the SFHL Report. I'm your host, VK. This episode is brought to you by our good friends over at New and Scott LLP. Hello. SFHL fantasy update. In first place, we have Manny with 91 points. In second place, we have Noel with 82 points. And in last place is still Nick with 54 points. Uh, message from Manny here. Thanks for your money, bitches. All right. Panelists, we have Rob. What's up, guys? And we have RC. Welcome back, everybody. How you boys doing? Pretty good, man. Can't complain. Kids are sick, but getting through the day. Work's busy. Life's good, though. Right on. How about you, Robbie? Yeah, we're doing all right. Surviving. I was uh, building a closet right before this, and I thought I could do both at the same time. And uh, that's not possible. So uh, I'm just going to talk to you for an hour. (laughs) Appreciate that. So we'll start with our uh, Week 9 recap. In Game 1, we have NWO beating BKK 6-5. to Rob, did you have a chance to catch this game? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I did catch the game. Uh, it was really, really close. Um, what can I say? It's a game of bounces. The tying goal, which I believe was a double-tip goal. Can't blame anyone. I guess you could blame the wingers mm-hmm. for not covering the points. But uh, that was entertaining to watch. And then to take the lead with, I think, less than 30 left, that's about as good as it gets on a Saturday night. Right on. And obviously, rusty, monster game for BKK. Three goals, one assist. And then on the other end for NWO, Keith with a monster game. Two goals, two assists, including the game winner with 21 seconds left. RC, is this the first game where two guys on two different teams have had four points each? I think so. As far as I can remember, throughout the history of the SFHL, I've never seen... I guess two guys on different teams actually score that much. Usually it's always one team having that one dominant guy. Um, yeah, just I'm not, kicking the other team, eh? Yeah, exactly, right? Like, I'm not surprised by Rusty at all. Like, every time he plays, he's always good for a goal or two now is what I'm noticing. Um, mm-hmm. Even last year, he was kind of doing this. Like, he doesn't score every game, but when he does, it seems to just come in bunches. Uh, as for Keith, I'm actually surprised he scored this much. I've watched him play every now and then, and guy never shoots, so it's, I'm surprised he's actually scored <laughs> This game, so good for both Very of them, I guess. Point. Very fair point. Spider- of course, Spider-Man's I'm... not no slouch. 
Well, I don't know, man. The guy never shoots. When Mysterio revealed my identity, my entire life got screwed up. Very fair point. Well, I don't know, man. So I'm surprised. Like I said, two goals, good for him. Hopefully he keeps it up. And uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention AD, three-point game as well. Goal, two assists. We have Dre, two goals. Matt Wu, two points. And uh, for BKK, we have Wilson Lee and Diamond getting on the board as well. Now, uh, Rob, I think that BKK is 0-4 since Japes has come on the podcast. What do you think about that? Uh, I think that's wrong. Didn't we win the week before? But I okay, like so, going with this. So, so one and three. Let's say one and three, which I think might be right. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's there's a trend when the guy opens his mouth. You know, maybe maybe you should shut up, focus. Um, I think you're going somewhere good with this. Late in the game, BKK is winning. Japes is yelling at one of his players to get the f off the ice, and he goes on. What happens? Two goals back in the net. They lose. Mm-hmm. So I I I, uh, I don't think it's a. Uh, Unreasonable observation. Maybe just uh, keep your head straight and play. Close your mouth a little bit. That is some sage advice, Robbie. Uh, before we move on to game two, RC. Now, I don't think any team has had more lopsided losses than NWO. And uh, obviously, you know, really close game. Two goals in the last minute to tie and win the game. Is this NWO turning a corner or is this another one of their peaks and there's a valley yet to come? It's a funny team because I know what you're talking about when you say this is their peak, right? So they come out of the game, they do it in like fabulous fashion, right? They come out in the last minute and win it. Uh, in my mind, they probably will lose the next game by like eight goals or something, just because that seems to be the trend. I know they don't want to do that, but I'm pretty sure that's what's going to happen. And they'll be pissed at me for saying this later on. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seems to be the case, right? But the other thing I'll bring up too is it's funny that... Um, and I think BKK is a really good team. It's funny they still keep losing like this, right? They lose in like the last minute or mm-hmm. I always feel like they have such a good team and they should be playing better than what they are right now. They should have a better record than what they have right now in my mind. So maybe Rob has something on the fact that, you know, Japes has to open his mouth and it kind of messes everything up. Or maybe, again, maybe just team chemistry isn't there. Powerful, powerful stuff. Game two, we have Tank with a shootout win over Rigged, 5-4. to four. And I don't think there's any other place we can start but Frankie getting naked for the shootout winner. <laughs> Robbie, what do you, you got to say? My body was exploding in the stands. Watching this guy uh-huh. take off his shirt, I thought, I'm like, does he think the game's over? And then once we realized that he was just... You know, lightening the load so that he could get the limbs a little more uh, limber to do his little dangles. We all knew what was happening. The fact that the guy calls his shot, scores, and finishes off the primetime game with the GWG, like, that, that's just spectacular. People, you can't write this. Uh, one of the things he said to me right after when I saw him in the parking lot was, hey, uh, don't you wish you put me on the shootout last year? And I was speechless. I, I had nothing else to say. <laughs> yeah, definitely uh, not a dry seat in the house, RC. What's your take on it? And when he started taking off his stuff, I was like, what's this guy doing? And then when he scored, I was actually surprised that he actually scored. And in my mind, I kept <laughs> thinking, maybe because Frank is such a heavy dude, like no doubt about his bigger guy, right? Maybe he just needed that extra pound off just so he could get that little bit of extra speed mm-hmm. on his shot. 
that's my take on it, right? Could totally be wrong, and maybe he did the madness. Yeah, or maybe he just did it for comfortability, or he really wanted to show off to all the ladies in the arena, so all one of them, and that was it, right? But I don't know. Frank likes to keep his secrets, right? So we can try asking him next time and see if he gives it away. It'd be interesting to get Kevin Nguyen's uh, perspective. You're a goalie, game's on the line, and the shooter is taking his clothes off. Like that's, you know, the mind of a goalie is already a sensitive mental place. But you know, mm-hmm. to uh, to see that, like that, would, that threw me off as a person in the stand. So maybe that's a rattle, Kev. Yeah, man, that's like a that's a power move right there, right? Like you're getting naked in front of the goalie in front of you. He's probably thinking, "What the hell is going on?" And then you put your gear back on, you score. Mm-hmm. Right, it's a good move. It's kind of like getting slapped in bed, you know, you just you thrown off but you know <laughs> completely out of control oh man he did the he tried to do the half naked man from like uh how i met your mother whatever this move so this is one of the three times it actually worked <laughs> i call it the naked man one of three right that was the, yeah that was the percentage yeah it's totally one of three. Oh, two out of three so we got to see if he does it again next shootout see how he does i'm hoping he just leaves the jersey off the next time oh to be to be honest, I mean, I, I think that's what everyone wants to see. Oh, it'll be so good. And just paints a giant 66 on his back. <laughs> yes. I want him to what if he already has it on himself. there? What, what if he takes the jersey off and it's already on there? Oh, then we that's all knew it was, pre, it was pre-done, right? He's playing like a Sons of way. Anarchy tattoo. Yes. <laughs> all right, so moving from a pro to what some may consider a con, uh, looking over the game sheet, of the nine regulation points from Tank Hockey, five came from their subs. Now, do you guys think that, and like, I'm not trying to take anything away from Tank, it's a good win. But when five of your nine regulation points are coming from three subs, is that a sign that there's an issue with team composition? Is this an isolated incident? What do you think, RC? I want to say it's an isolated incident just because I think that there's three goals at least that came from one sub, uh, came mm-hmm. from Jovi. So I think it's just an isolated thing. All right, Robbie. So from Riggs' point of view, I mean, Nick, good game, a couple of points. Uh, Noel, two goals and scores in the shootout. Uh, Han, first game with his new team, one assist. What can you say for their overall play? Yeah, it was pretty good. I think uh, the new guys looked really well on that team. I guess JoJo didn't show up, but... Uh... Seem to mm-hmm. fit in. I mean, that guy kind of fits in anywhere. Yeah, I thought Kev was good. No, he, made he was really saves. good. He made huge saves. Like, their saves, he was saving yeah. point blank stuff. I was like, holy crap, who's this guy? But uh, uh, back to your conversation with RC, I don't think that's an isolated incident at all. You Ooh. know, uh, aside from the, the from the shootout goal, it was, you know, a 4 4 game, and I'm seeing four goals from a sub. <laughs> like, that is terrible. <laughs> Fellas, you got to step it up here. Uh, your subs are here to support you, not to, not tear you through the game. Um, and from a GM perspective, like the sub salary does not go away. So that's six points. Actually, I think that I'm looking at here all from subs, meaning that your regulars didn't do anything. I mean, they won in the shootout, but still, uh, that's an area of concern. Uh, can it be rectified? Of course. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a, that's definitely an issue. I will give a shout out to Ray Taw finding Joby straight down the middle, sub to sub. Mm -hmm. Let's highlight that. But Right down of the course. middle for a beautiful pass for a Koei top shelf. That was really nice to see. Good job, guys. Yeah, see, and I'll counter your point because I don't I think it's just nicely only because 
those guys are meant to fill in for people who are missing, right? So if you think about it, uh, Jovi's there to fill in for like Johnny Tran. Uh, we got Ray Todd to fill in for Jordan Leach. So at the end of the day, for me, those players are brought in to do those players' jobs. So we all know what Jordan can do, right? We all know what Johnny Chad can do. So in mm-hmm. my mind, those guys were meant to fill in those spots. So they're meant to score those goals or meant to get those points. So therefore, I think isolated incidents, once we get those guys back, they'll be doing everything they normally do, which is putting up the points. It's a fair point. It's a fair point. Now, before moving on, the last thing I noticed was that there were no penalties in this game. There were six penalties in game one. So do you guys think that this is a ref issue or do you just think that both these teams are just a bunch of melts? Uh, maybe it's a balancing act. I mean, it was, it was Cameron's first game as a ref. And that, that I will say that was a heavy penalty game, a heavy penalty game volume wise. And maybe they're just kind of like, eh, that, that was a little much. Maybe let's uh, tuck the whistles away a little bit. But um, ah, it, it's hard to tell. I mean, um, I, I don't think either game was out of control. So I don't think it's a, it, there's an issue either way. Yeah, I think it was probably a soft game. I don't think anyone's really chipping that game. I'm surprised Eddie didn't get a penalty, to tell you the truth. Like, <laughs> I was waiting for that to happen at some point in time, but it never happened. So I think people just weren't that chippy. Maybe it's a late game. Maybe people were tired. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't feel like it was that chippy of a game. So I didn't think there was too much to call. Let's not forget, BKK and NWO had a really chippy game early on in the season. I mean, maybe it's just, maybe that's the new rivalry. Uh, the rigged BKK rivalry, so to speak. Uh, seems to be kind of fizzling, and maybe there's a new rivalry with GM Manny and, uh, and GM Japes battle of Filipino supremacy. The battle of not being in the wild card. Moving on to trades. We had no trades. <laughs> a lot of trade chatter, though, I will say. Um, just some insider info that uh, Frankie's been pretty active, but nothing came out of it. So we will see what happens next week. Well, what are you hearing, RC? Uh, just some bigger names on the table. Won't say who. Spit it out. No, some bigger names on the table. Won't say who, but I know that there's been lots of trades discussed. Nothing came out of it. Lots of uh, unwilling parties at this point in time for this week. Uh, mm. But maybe next week might produce a few more options coming up. There are, sorry, there are two teams with less than $10 million, I believe in cap space. And one of those teams is the big bad death row hockey. Yeah. A lot of chatter has come up from last year regarding uh, you bailed Lewis out. No, you bailed Lewis out. So now I think there's a bit of a stalemate between the GMs where nobody wants to be the one who bails Lewis out. Uh, there was accusation that Rigged had bailed them out last year and, you know, gave them the deal that, gave, you know, pretty much uh, gave them a championship team. But uh, I think there's going to be a different strategy where they're going to they're going to stretch that tension point of the salary cap and force him to make a trade that he really, really doesn't want to make. What do you think the chances are that Lou just says, you know, each and every one, you can go fly a kite. I'm not ripping my team apart. And I don't care if I start the playoffs down, however many goals, I'm still going to beat you. Oh, I don't know if I can see that coming from Lou, man. I think right now he's probably sweating that he only has $10 million worth of cap space and he has eight games left in the season. So I think he's already thinking about who he's going to trade right now so that he can 
save the player that he wants. The way Lewis Sorry, operates, is he like he plants a seed like four weeks in advance. Oh really? And then he decides. Oh, yeah. I heard like I heard like <laughs> that's, you, that's if you what plant he a trade Take- Lou, he takes his time to like he thinks it over, and like two oh, days yeah. later, he'll be like, "Oh yeah, yeah, let's do that trade." Like he'll decide no. all of a sudden. No, he's not like that. He's like weeks, like always weeks every trade with them. Yeah. He just very, I mean, it works. He's very methodical. Whereas I think Anthony's, a, and Anthony and myself, I found to be good trading partners, but it's because we both like on the whim, we'll be like, yeah, that works, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> kind of thing. Like, well, for sure. <laughs> Who do you think I, I don't think is? it happens. Yeah, I don't think it happens either, but uh, God, I'd love to see it. Eh? Could you imagine? Oh, like, so I would just love to see someone stack their team and start start yeah. a playoff game down like twenty goals and just oh, be like, I don't care, we're gonna <laughs> score thirty goals, let's go. Oh my god, that'll be the best thing ever. They would never win, but you never know. <laughs> you never know, man. You never, you never know, know man. man. Like a Golden State Warriors hockey team. Oh, that'd be so funny. We can do it, guys. We can win every game because that 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 twenty goals carries over every game, right? It's not just one game; it's for every other game or for every game that happens postseason. Yeah. As yep. as, as far yeah. as I understand, it's oh, wait, it it is because I thought it was whichever GM picks who they use their quote unquote handicap against, and it's for their matchup only. Yeah, that's for that's for the seating. But if you're over the over the cap by any amount, and again, it, I don't know, I don't know the rules. I was a GM for only three years, but uh, I'm pretty sure <laughs> if you're over the cap, you're short a million per sorry per goal or something. Yeah, like every, a goal per million. I could be wrong. I don't know. That sounds right. That sounds yeah. Right. I think that sounds about right. So that would be yeah. That would be pretty amazing if you had a team that was like twenty million over cap, but you had like every guy who was like <laughs> just the top a wagon. Scorer. Yeah, just an absolute wagon of. That would be amazing. Like I would, I would just, I'd be so curious to see if they could actually score like twenty-one goals to win the game. I want to see Japes do it. I think Japes is the only GM who would try it, who would <laughs> try this plan. And uh, I think everyone's wondering now if it's if it's a feasible feasible strategy. Well, what's the most what's the most a team has scored in one game? Like, does anyone remember? Like, does everyone know that top number? I don't, I but say... it was probably against NWO. Yeah. Sorry, man. 11? <laughs> what was it? I can't remember. Uh, I, I, I have no idea. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, that's still tough. Even if I, even if you had all the top scores, like, I don't know, to pot, say if you were down 20, could you pot 21 goals? I'd want to see that. I want to see how that would work out. Well, if you had like Leach, Garb, Jtran, Noel, like all on the same team, Andre, like I, I don't know. But who would do that trade? Like, like who would make that trade for themselves? Like who would stack the team? Right. That's a whole other issue. But yeah. it's like not only are all those guys on the same team, but they're not on the teams they're playing against. Yes, yeah, and imagine this right. scenario. Imagine being the team that loses. You're up twenty nothing, and you lost. <laughs> <laughs> I throw my skates away. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! All you have to do is just sit back, like have everyone just stand in front of the net and don't even do anything else. Everyone just wear goalie gear. <laughs> and uh, with that, friends, we're gonna step away for a quick commercial break. We'll be back with you in a moment. Tell me what you want for me. Sit on back, let me sing you a ditty about two country boys named Jovi and Vinny. Scott. 
these boys were more than just a couple of players. They did math like nerdy 12th graders. When he takes a shot, nobody can stop it. He's the man to call in the event of an audit. Vinny! Vinny. Two cups in two years, he's the man you can trust. He'll leave the tax man begging in the dust. Joey! and Scott, LLP. Better than the rest. Welcome back, friends. Ahead of our Week 10 preview, we're going to open with a statement from SFHL management. As restrictions currently get removed, the SFHL will continue to follow the, the, rule, the rules and regulations laid out by the city and province. Nothing really affects the SFHL. However, we continue to ask if you're not feeling 100%, please stay home. This is League for Friends, created by friends. So please keep everyone's care and safety in mind, as a lot of us have young families and or elder parents. Thank you. All right, fellas, in game one, we have Tank facing off against NWO. Tanks on a two-game win streak. RC, can they keep it rolling? I actually think they can keep it rolling. Um, not too many players are going to be missing from Tank this week. Uh, just a few updates there. So Johnny Chang, uh, myself, won't be playing this week. But pretty much everyone else will be. So that means Jordan's going to be there. Johnny Tran's going to be there. Timo's going to be there. So all the guys that you want there will be there. And hopefully they'll be putting up points against NWO. So I think they can keep it rolling just because of those guys I've mentioned. Um, again, Jordan, I feel like, can win you a game on your own on any given day. So mm. I give the edge to THC, and they will get their third win this week. All right, Robbie, we kind of talked about it earlier where NWO is a team of peaks and valleys. Now, do you think that this is going to be another blow loss as often follows their wins, or do you like their chances? I like their chances. I think they're riding pretty high, um, you know, especially get squeaking out that win last week. Um, I think that momentum is going to carry into this week. Like you said, uh, Tank's going to be missing a couple of players, but uh, the Jordan factor, that is going to be one of the major keys to Tank's strategy into beating NWO this week. Just, just like give Leach the puck and get out of his way type of deal? Yeah. And how many subs do they have? I don't know. Right. Right. Now, uh, the last time they played, if I remember correctly, Tank actually played fairly well, and they played about as well as you can play without actually winning a game. So do you guys think this is going to be really lopsided one way or the other, or are you guys expecting a fairly close game? Ooh, that's a good question. I think it's going to be a lopsided win only because Jordan does that for you, right? Like, he makes everything easier for everybody else on your team. So mm -hmm. therefore, that means the goalie is going to play better, your defense is going to play better, and your forwards are going to play better. Plus, you add in the fact that NWO has already ridden their high for the for this week, I guess. They're going to be on their low. <laughs> <laughs> and sorry, Zach, I love you, but that means Zach's probably going to let in like 20 goals. So <laughs> it's going to be I'm very gonna lopsided. Go, I'm going to go tight game. 
probably shootout win. Hopefully a shootout win, shootout goal with no shirt from an individual again. Explosion for everybody. Yeah. I don't know which team's going to win, but it'll be tight. Well, in that scenario, Rob, I think everyone's a winner. Critical alert. Bradley Burroughs forgot to bring beers for three weeks in a row. That is all. Now, uh, game two, we have Death Row facing off against Rigged. Now, Lou's obviously been on an absolute tear the past few weeks. Uh, is is Death Row going to keep chugging along, or is Rigged going to have a good game? I think Death Row is going to steamroll them. That team's too good right now. I mean, you, you saw you saw half of them play as subs uh, for different teams last week. Like that that team's Tank, too yes. good. It's gonna yeah, <laughs> that team's gonna. <laughs> Get, gonna explode again this week and, and give Lewis a hard time on Monday on the spreadsheet. Yeah, I'll kind of agree with Rob on that one. It's a boring answer, but I really do think is that good of a team. For whatever reason, Lou just knows how to put together a team that can pretty much dominate everyone else in the league. So again, I'll, I won't say there's going to be a blowout like the other game, but I think it's going to be pretty close, but Lou still comes out on top. Do you guys think Lou might... Uh... Let's. I'm trying to. Th- I'm trying to think of how to say this as diplomatically as I can. Salary cap maintenance. Do you guys think there's going to be any of that going on, or do you think it's going to be an honest effort? You're talking. You think he's going to sandbag? Yes. You can just say sandbag, man. It's okay. All right. You guys think Lou's going to throw the game, or do you think he's actually going to try to win? I say he's going to try to win. I think Lou's too proud to do stuff like that. And he still has a lot of time left, right? So he can make his trades, do what he needs to do to get himself under the cap. So I don't think he would sandbag. Um, maybe if this was like, say, game, or oh, I don't know what's how many games before trade deadline before they could, before the cap kind of sticks. But I would yeah, say it's like yeah. game four. Yeah, game four, game five, whatever. Pick the number. Maybe then he would. But I think it's early enough that he'd still try to go for the win. I think so. And I, and I hope so. I don't I don't. I... It's one of the unfortunate things we have to always, I feel like we always have to discuss, but I, I'd like to think that he'd try to win as well. Although if he lost, he's probably going to be like, meh, because of his situation. Right. Just to be devil's advocate, I mean, you could say that if you sandbag a sandbagger, it's not sandbagging. Is that fair? Like the reverse sandbag. I see where you're going with this. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, and, and maybe... Maybe that's what Rig does. Maybe Rig says, "Hey, uh, they we saw it once last year. Let's uh, let's all just lie down on the ice and, and, and try to screw the other team over." That'd be interesting. Right? <laughs> oh man, like, I feel like players on the team are too proud for that stuff. Maybe the GMs aren't, but some players are just like, "Oh, gotta win, right?" Like I feel like that team wants to win. They got guys who I don't know wouldn't do that for any reason, especially at this point in time. Well. They are the only two teams with positive goal differentials, I think. So I don't know what that says about the rest of the league. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really know what to expect here, guys. I mean, like, I think this game really could go either way. So okay, if you enough. had to pick, like, we already talked about game one, but if you guys had to make a pick for game two, who you got? I'll go DHC, but I think it's going to be a close game. Like, I think it'll be like one of those... 3-2, or I guess in our league, it'd be like a 6-5 uh, 
win for DHC. Robbie? I'm going to go with DHC as well. I don't think Burroughs knows how to slow down. I think it's going to be a swirly. They're going to dunk on them. Um, DHC is going to crush them. Right on, fellas. Anything else to add? I was going to say, hopefully Frankie takes off his shirt this week for some reason. Whatever what if he does off for no reason at all? Wouldn't that be best. so much better? It would be so good Like if he lines up for like the main face-off and just takes off his shirt and then puts it back on. It's like, what the hell? I would enjoy that so much. Oh, that was great. All right, guys. Well, uh, we're, we're very happy to be back. Another thank you to New and Scott LLP for their support. Thanks, as always, to the man with the plan, Caleb Lamb. And thank you for tuning in. We'll see you on the ice. And I wouldn't change you if I could. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah. What you know about going out? Head west, red legs, TVs, all up in the headrest. Try and live it up. Rock, jewel, bigger truck. Peace, all glittered up. Stick up, kid, nigga, what? Bad, bad.